Hey, 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 friends. Welcome back to Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. All right, y'all, we're about to step on some toes today in the Thriving Thoughts podcast arena. And I know y'all love it, and that's why we do it. I'm super excited to bring to you my guest today, Melissa Coons. Now, let me tell you something. We don't step on toes for the sake of stepping on toes, okay? Melissa and I engage in a conversation. As a matter of fact, I asked Melissa to be on the show because I wanted to hear the voice of a beautiful friend and what she is personally experiencing in this atmosphere that feels so unjust to so many people. And listen, if you've known me for any length of time, you know this. This is not a blame game. This is not a he said, she said, don't say this. I'm mad. I believe this. So you better believe that episode. No, 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 my friends. Thriving wouldn't have it any other way. Remember, thriving is about growing and learning and prospering. And so I asked Melissa to come on the show to be brave and to share some of her individual personal experiences, to share what she's learning in this climate of racial injustice, to even challenge her and to understand her, to hear her in the hopes that we are inspired individually and collectively to listen, to lean in and listen even more than we already do. And hey, listen, my biggest takeaway from this conversation with my friend Melissa is that why don't we look at each other and just do life together? Just do life with me. And by the way, not that Melissa would ever toot her own horn, but just a heads up. She is on the leadership team of Racial Reconciliation, Franklin County. So I love that not only is Melissa taking this opportunity to give her voice a megaphone, a platform to share with others, but she's actually seriously taking it to the streets. She's putting her beliefs, her heart, her desire to heal. She's putting that on the line and she's being an activist for what she believes in. So without further ado, please lean in, learn, and listen, and let's do life together with my friend, Melissa Coons. Oh, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, hey, listen, if you're not being honest, I'm going to kick you off the show because there's just no space for dishonesty here. Okay. I, uh, yeah, it's struggling with what's happening, yeah, what's happening in our nation and still having to be present for my kids and for my oh. family. Okay. Yeah. So what, okay. Tell us about that though. Tell us like, what's the, what's the diversion? Like you're, so you're basically, you're presented with two things that are vying for your attention, your family and what's going on in the nation, which I want you to be more specific about. Okay. But you said paying attention to one while being present in the other, could you dive deeper into that a little bit for us and help us understand exactly, give us a picture of where you're at and where your head's at right now. Okay. So um, there's a lot of racial unrest going on mm-hmm. and um, that has impacted me <laughs> emotionally. And at times it feels like physically um, mm-hmm. just holding that, pain and I would venture to say trauma 
mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. while I also have to be mom, be wife. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard sometimes. This affects you and people who look like you. Now, in the spirit of the show, I want yes. to stick with you. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to know for you, what bones did that hit in you, in your heart? And when you say people who look like you, tell us what you mean by that. Okay. I'll start. People are only listening and not That's seeing. That's true, right? <laughs> Good point. Um, I am a black woman. Mm-hmm. African American woman, and which do you prefer, by the way? For me, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm fine with either. Okay. How it affected? What bones did it hit? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. It just made me feel very unwelcome and unsafe. Mm. Well, okay. So those are two different things. That is true. Yeah. Un- which is fine. I just yeah. I want to dive into that a little deeper. So unwelcome and unsafe. Yes. Unwelcome in terms of citizenry or what do you mean in terms of unwelcome? Because that's a that's a good word. Yeah, I guess I would say citizenry. Yeah, like I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we need to we need to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Unsafe because. I feel like people are actually going to want to try and take care of that if mm-hmm. things don't go their way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 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 And you're not just worried for you, correct? Correct. Correct. Who I'm else not, are you worried for? I've got three biracial kids mm-hmm. who I love and adore who are, I mean, let's face it, they're, they're hearing things. <laughs> they hear Mm-hmm. Um, when adults are talking. So mm-hmm. they're also processing all of this mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this because, you know, the title of this podcast is Thriving mm-hmm. Thoughts. And so thriving means to grow and learn. Yeah. And um, with the knowledge, with the simple premise that in reality, um, you've you've got a big world to take care of. You have your family. That's a big world. And it's your your corner of the world. So I here's what I want to ask you. What parts of your heart are pulled when you hear things? Is it is it a desire to help the collective world or is it a desire to help your corner of the world or is it both? Like wh- where do you find your heart and your mind pulled to and what questions do you contend with? I know that's a loaded question. Yeah, that is a loaded question, but I'll try and answer it. Uh, let me know if I'm not. Uh, I would say both. Okay. I am, uh, like, I believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's, my relationship with Jesus Christ is my utmost uh, thing that I hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the anchor. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. He is my anchor. Mm-hmm. Um Honestly, that's the only way I have been able to get through day by day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm a believer in him. Um, so my heart goes to the church okay. as a whole. Because I believe that us who call ourselves Christians, who call ourselves people who believe in God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, uh-huh. that we stand up. Yeah. To acts of injustice. Yeah. 
whether it's acts that are actually done or acts that are spoken. Mm -hmm. Because both those things cause hurt and mm -hmm. pain. They have mm -hmm. caused me hurt and pain. Of how people who profess to believe in Jesus and to be like him can endorse or vote for somebody who doesn't portray Jesus. Correct. Okay. And I just said, I think it's because people think they're totally different things. What do you say to that? I agree with you, but I think it crosses a line when it starts to impact people's lives. Mm -hmm. you know, there is no perfect candidate. There's never going to be a perfect candidate. And uh, I'm okay with that. Um, I guess for me this time around, it just, it has impacted. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. has or and or has the potential to impact my life. Okay. That, and that's what I want to know more about. Okay. Like, can you share with us? Because there's a lot of people who put their heads in the sand and, yeah. and think, you know, I, they're not malicious. I don't think they're no. malicious. It's just literally, I got to put my head in the sand because this is too un unfamiliar, too uncomfortable, whatever it is. Yeah. So share with us, be open with us. How has this impact? How has the, the, the racial injustice and, and the, and the unsettled places in our, nation right now and what's going on how has that impacted you and what you alluded to what are your fears of how that might impact you okay i um i do want to start off um by saying that in terms of racial injustice that has always been around since mm -hmm. the beginning yeah. <laughs> of this Correct. so i uh, I, I do want to to bring that out. That has always been around. It will continue to be around because yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. we live in a sinful and fallen world. Right. Um, the 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 difference is that in this time, the past four to five years, um, yeah, it has just been given a platform. Mm -hmm. It's been given a platform, and people are feeling emboldened now to say and or do, mm -hmm. um, you know, however they feel. Mm -hmm. Um, so that has impacted me where I have to make sure I am very aware of my surroundings, especially mm -hmm. when I have my children with me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I have to, I have to just be very, very aware and make sure that no harm <laughs> comes to any one of us. Yeah. Now, I, I believe in God and that he is going, he's been protecting us, but that yes. doesn't, that doesn't mean that I am not also cautious mm -hmm. as to where I go. And can yeah. you, can you speak more um, specifically to that? What are you cautious about? Like what, what specific precautions are you taking that maybe you weren't taking before? Um, I would say nothing concrete, but more of just making sure I'm looking around more, making okay. sure my kids are with me. Um, my eyes are on them constantly. Um, I'm looking at them and I'm looking at the people, like if we're grocery shopping together, which mm -hmm. honestly that doesn't happen often. <laughs> um, I want this. I want this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking at, yeah, I'm, I'm eyeing the people um, around us. Yeah. Um, checking for, you know, is anybody staring at us? You know, I'm just, I'm kind of like an you're more vigilant. <laughs> yes. Thank mm -hmm. you. That's a great word. I'm more vigilant. 
Yes. So, and you're, and typically when we're vigilant for something, we're vigilant because we fear something. Yes. So what, what are your fears? Well, that somebody will come at us (laughs) Mm because they don't, they don't like us just by the way they look. Oh, Mm -hmm. by the way we look rather. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's kind of as simple as it is, as it gets. Okay. (laughs) But when you say that, come at, you mean like somebody's might physically hurt you or, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do you, uh, let me ask you this, because as a, as a believer with you, um, we struggle in our human frailty with fear because that fear never stops in our human frailty, that, that fear it it never goes away it's part, it's it's our it's our in the, in our fabric of our being it's a, we are human creatures right mm-hmm. so when people say something to you like you know god's your protector don't be afraid because the bible tells you not to be afraid what comes up inside of you i feel very dismissed ding 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 yeah because what it says to me is that you don't really care that I have, that I feel like I have to take care of my family. Yeah. Or, or that it's valid. Or that it's valid. Yes. 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 Wow. That's valid. And if, if people were to validate it more, <laughs> then I, I, I really think that we would be coming a long way. But yeah, I just feel very dismissed. Yes. So because all those that you said was is so true. Yes. I need to be reminded of those truths every single day and walk in those truths. Yes. But I need someone who's going to walk with me and not preach at me. Yes. 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 And okay. And so um, I want to give you a few minutes. If you want to do it now, you can to talk a little bit about be the bridge um, because I think it's important. Um for believers specifically to not be dismissive. Um, It's important for anybody, but again, a believer who has a heart for Christ and who wants to be a peacemaker would want to engage in empathy rather than dismissiveness. I I would think. Yeah. Um. So can we talk a little bit first, though, about what we talked about when you were over here the other night at the campfire and talk about, like, why do you think, who who do you typically feel dismissed by? Is this, like, just strangers, people in the news, people you love, people in your family, like friends? Who do you feel dismissed by? Because I want to have this conversation with you, Melissa, because I think um, we have a really hard time telling people close to us when they're saying something that's not helpful or that's even hurtful because we know they love us and we love them. Yeah. But part of our obligation in relationship is to share with others when things are happening that aren't helpful or that are hurtful so that we can work through them together. So can you, do you feel comfortable sharing a little bit? Like when people are saying these things to you, how do you respond to them in conversation? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I usually just shut down. <laughs> I so, don't, I don't really push it anymore. Cause I, to me then. Wait, did you at one point push it? Nah, nah. Cause I, I, 
if someone says something dismissive like that, then I know for me they're they're not really a safe space for me to talk about, yeah, any issues relating to racism because they're just not going to validate that. And I can't, I can't be around that type of conversation. Mm -hmm. So I make the choice just to compartmentalize that. I've always made that choice. And it's only, it's only been recently where um, making that choice, it's starting to rub me the wrong way now. That you're, you're wanting to make a different choice. Yes, I'm wanting. Yeah. To well, and, and so here's why I asked you that, because I think that we have a responsibility in relationship to let people know and to not um, be, because when we don't let people know what's going on, we we harbor grudges. It hurts us. Yeah, we harbor yeah. things and they, they kind of sit back there, you know, and I think that um, I would say psychologically speaking, and maybe you're maybe what you're speaking is from experience and it more than likely is, but I would say psychologically speaking, it's harmful to you to assume that based on that feeling of being dismissed, that that is not a safe space for you to say something. And here's why I say that Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people are oblivious. Like we think they should know that what they said was dismissive. I shouldn't have to tell them that. And I'm not saying that's what you think, but maybe they don't. And maybe it's not about engaging in a whole conversation. Like I would want to know if I said something to somebody for them to say to me, that felt really dismissive, but I don't want to talk about anything else. I just needed to let you know that that would be helpful to me. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about that? Because yeah. if it's rubbing you the wrong way, then maybe it's time for you to come up with a different response than shutting down. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, I would say I'm not a very confrontational person unless someone hits the right button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I also think, too, that a lot of things have been said on social media as well that I really don't feel like I need to have a conversation like that on social media. Sure. Yeah. So, but probably, yeah, probably social media is not the, I'm talking in personal. Yeah. Yeah. I would say in person, I have started to do that. Um, But I agree that I could do some more. I could do. Yeah. yeah, I could, I can do better. Definitely. Definitely. What's, What's been the response when you have started to respond differently? Um, it's actually, I haven't really been shunned or anything like that, or (laughs) if you will. I mean, some people have like come back with a different perspective, um, but it's never, yeah, no like bad blood between us or anything. Yeah. Um, I'm beginning to think though, I really do also need to, um, yeah, just kind of let people in more. I'm, I'm a private person. (laughs) Which you know is incredible because like you're doing this podcast. Yes. Not so private, my friend. Not so private. No. 
<laughs> no, which that, and, but that's why, like, we need to talk about these things because you're not the only one that wants to say something that feels hurt that, but that doesn't have the words maybe to say, or doesn't know if it's the right time. And as, a, so this is where like my shrink past comes in handy, right? Because you don't have to have a full out conversation just to tell somebody that felt dismissive. It's just about sharing what's on your heart and specific. And again, like you said, I'm not talking about like these tirades on social media because that's not helpful. That's that's not a conversation. That's not dialogue. That's diatribes. That's not dialogue. <laughs> so, you know, but when we're, I think that we owe it to people to tell them what's on our mind because otherwise we rob them of the opportunity to learn from us. And we rob them of the opportunity to maybe say, to discover something about themselves. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Thank you for telling me because now maybe I won't do that going forward. Not saying that that's a guarantee. Right. right. But it's it's a potential, right? Right. Once I get to that point, it, if, that's the, if that's what happens, then I guess that's what happens. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, if it gets to the point where, you know, I say something and it's at the risk of losing yes then that's what happens yeah then that's what happens so and i'm okay with that i mean yes that's so good that's what i wanted to get to so when we were talking about fears earlier and i one of the things i always say is if we would just answer our what ifs and decide Mm -hmm. if we'd be okay with that we would all communicate much more effectively and more beneficially for ourselves, you know, because so if I say this, then they might say this. Okay. All right. Well, can I deal with that? If not, then don't say it. But if yes, then go for it. Right. Have you ever lost anybody in your life because of issues of race? I I, I should say no. lost relationship. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to lose a relationship? <laughs> <because> <laughs> Um, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) no, but that's a many layered question you ask there. Oh, um, I have not lost any, any relationships due to race. Have I ever wanted to lose relationships due to race? Not necessarily, but again, if I did, it would, that would just, yeah. That's just what would have happened. Um, but I don't really, again, I don't really bring people into that part of my world. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I don't, I, I, I would say no to both okay. um, those questions at this point. Um, if I did bring, I, the, and the reason why I don't is because I don't believe people will understand. And mm-hmm. um, then you get accused of, oh, it's always about race. Um, I've seen that happen, mm-hmm, which is but, also dismissive. Yes, it is very dismissive uh-huh. because for me, it actually really is all about race. <laughs> so, oh, girl, say that. <laughs> yeah, so. I want people to hear that. Um, but also, I think there's 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 a nugget there, maybe for somebody who's listening that maybe does feel that way, mm-hmm. that they feel like, why does it always have to go back to race? Maybe that's what they're thinking as they're listening. Yeah. I think this is really good for them 
to hear because um, we do tend to dismiss what's uncomfortable to us. And we dismiss what's uncomfortable is what we don't understand. And, and so when we don't understand something, our brains, our actual physical brains reject it initially. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's how we're wired. We're wired yeah. to resist change. We are wired to look for things that confirm what we already believe. And when we're presented with information that we, that conflicts with what we believe, it's very hard to assimilate that. Mm-hmm. That's just a natural thing. So we need these conversations. We need these podcast podcast conversations like we're having right now. And so when you say, I don't know if people will understand this, you have a mic right now. Okay. What do you want us to understand? I want others to understand that I'm tired. <laughs> mm. I am tired of talking about race. Are you upset that I asked you to come on this podcast? No, I wouldn't say I'm upset. No, 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 no. I'm not upset at all. I am. I'm upset with the world. <laughs> I'm upset with body of believers. That's really who I'm upset with, honestly. That that's really the core of it. I I'm upset with the church as a whole. Mm. Um, I'm not, sh- I don't, if someone were to ask me, they would, it, it's not a huge secret. <laughs> so mm. um, yeah, that's who I am upset with. Okay. So let's, let's speak to them. You're speaking to them right now. So okay. if this is you people listening, like yeah. I, I th- this is an opportunity to share what's on your heart. And I, I think as, um, for people who are listening, if you're a believer, um, I invite you to just put on ears that listen and refuse the yes, but that comes into your head <laughs> because that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yes, but it, it's like it, when we're in a relationship with people, when we're in an argument, we're not listening to what the other person's saying. We're too busy preparing how we would respond to that, right? That's true. Right. So it's the same thing here. So listeners. listen and let's open our ears. Let's um, hear Melissa wants the body of believers to understand something because she's tired and this might be the only time she says it. So we should listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are supposed to be carriers of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We are image bearers of God. Every single one of us. Right. Mm. And that's not just body of believers. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. But those who those of us who profess Jesus as our savior, as our Lord, we need to be acting more like him mm-hmm. and less like the Pharisees. Mm. Jesus was compassionate. Mm-hmm. He is compassionate. He he did not um, cast out anyone. He did not name call anyone. He wasn't angry at anybody except for the Pharisees. That's right. Except for the Pharisees. There's no reason why um, the church cannot be unified in this. And in, in terms in relation to race, there's this saying that um, the most segregated hour (laughs) is on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you have your white church, your black church, your Hispanic church, your Asian church. Yeah. That's not God's heart. His word no, talks about all of us. Yeah. Cultures coming together, worshiping him. Yeah. Um, in heaven. We're not doing that here. On our, and yeah. I'm telling you that if you follow after someone who's who not only uses dog whistles, but at this point, bullhorns to speak badly of of people of color, that's not a way to be unifying us. Mm-hmm. And it's it's yeah, it's just not a way to unify us at all. Yeah, there's so much more. I could say. Okay, no, no, this is good. But let me let me um, I I want to bring it to a very present, um, everyday level for okay. people listening. So they say, I hear you, Melissa. I hear you. Um, we need to be. If we are professing believers in Jesus, we must seek to be compassionate and unifying as he was and to only get angry with the Pharisees, right? Right. Okay. How do I do that? How do I do that in my personal relationships? Because, I mean, we can talk about broader kind of political issues, but change never occurred from a top down. It always occurs from a bottom up and, and I don't have control over, I mean, I have control over who I vote for, but ultimately I don't have control over who's president or who's not. What I do have control over is my mouth, my feet, my decisions, my whatever. So help me. What do I do? How do I do that in the body? How do I live that? How do I walk that out? Um, invite a person of color over for dinner. Love it. Here and not, and do it in a way that you really, you really want to know about them. You want to do life with them, if you will. Not to um, check it off a box. Not to check it off a box. Right. Because that does not make you saintly. Correct. That makes Correct. you a Pharisee. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Learn about other cultures. Learn, yeah, that God yeah. is just so wonderful that He's created yes. such differences and varieties in His in His children. Let's learn about that. Yeah, you know, um, I I would love to see um, like a truly. I've, I've just come to this realization that a church needs to be diverse internally just as it is externally. And what I mean by that is it's not enough to have uh, people of color, like a small percentage coming to your church and you say, oh, we have a diverse church. Right. No, 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 no. This is not affirmative action religion here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) But let's let's learn. and, And it can't be like a project. Yeah, that's so Nobody good. wants to feel like they're a project. No. So how do I, okay, I want to do this. I'm a listener. I'm listening. I want to do this. I don't want to make somebody feel like they're a project. I really want to do this because I'm curious. I want to learn. I want to do all the things that you're saying. How do I not feel like it's a project? How do I not feel like it's something to check off my list? How do I, you know what I mean? Yes. Because yes. I think that's a fear. Yeah. So how do you do it with somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> hey, I want to get to know you. You want to come over? 
yeah, invite someone else for coffee and you just start talking and then mm -hmm. you talk about your lives and yeah. your experiences. Um, yeah, I, I love it when people, because first of all, someone feels welcome, right? If yeah. someone invites you out and says, hey, hey, you know, I want to get to know you better. How about we, you know, we come over for dinner or you come over for dinner or or we go out for ice cream. Yeah. I mean, every we we make it more complicated mm -hmm. than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are yes, there are differences between us, but there are also similarities, yeah. and that goes with anybody, whether you're the same skin color or not, <laughs> yeah. whether you're the same culture or not. Yeah. So yeah, so I throw that back at someone like, hey, well, how do you do it with everybody else? That's good. No, that's you know? good. Yeah, yeah. So just be be you. Be you. Yeah. <laughs> grow your circle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and grow. Here's what I say too. Like, you know, like when you engage in relationship with somebody, you get an opportunity to learn from them, but that's a two way street. Yes. And you are here to serve other people with your gifts. And if you're only serving a group of people who look or act or feel or think or you perceive they look or act or feel or think like you do, which they don't, but right. If you're only serving a group of people that you're familiar with, that you're comfortable with, then you're missing out on an opportunity, in my opinion, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. He didn't sit at the table with the high religious leaders. He sat at the table with the people that were doing things that he would never do, right. that he didn't understand that he, you know, come, let's talk. Let me love you. That's all. Mm -hmm. and, and something else too, you said that reminded or just made me think of something. It's a two-way street, right? So we can learn from each other. Yeah. You know, it's not always uh, me pouring into somebody. It's them pouring into me. That's, That's right. what makes a, a fruitful and just a real deep That's right. relationship. When it's always yeah. like one party pouring into the other or one you know, then it, it tends to be like a inferior superior yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing, you know, and mm -hmm. then leads to the project ideas, whatever. Right. But um so yeah, I that's and when you have true relationship, yeah, it doesn't just stop there, right? Yeah. Because when you have true relationship, then that relationship can lead to change in your circle change yes. in systems mm -hmm. when you really you know you you lose the dismissiveness maybe not always but then you're in such a good relationship with that other person that person can mm -hmm. say hey that was dismissive <laughs> oh right. I didn't realize that right <laughs> tell me why so that I can you know learn yes. and move forward yes. you know yeah. and each person impacts their own circles and yeah that just leads to change because my heart is not only that relationships change but systems change yeah mm -hmm. because systems impact each impact my life impacts you know everyone's yeah. lives yeah A absolutely and so it would you agree that in order for systems to change the relationships have to change i or believe do you think it can happen in the converse direction I really think it has to happen at, uh, I guess it could happen in the converse. 
Not that there wouldn't be benefit. Right, 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 right. But but would there be a prerequisite is my question. Oh, that's a good question. I, I think in my personal opinion, it always helps to have relationships. Because once you start creating relationship, yeah, that gives people more of an impetus to yes, um, yeah, to move forward yes, to make that systemic change. It is as, just, a, as together. Yeah, I and so as you you were talking about that, I thought about like that is exactly the parallel of our relationship with the Lord when we come into relationship with the Lord. He doesn't say, you fix all the crap in your life first, right, before I can be in relationship with you. He yeah. says, let me be in relationship with you, and then let's fix this together. Let's yeah. do this together. And so that's that's just a really beautiful parallel since you were specifically speaking to the body of believers. Yes. Um, yeah, to be in relationship. Okay, so you said one thing people can do, a practical thing, invite a person of color over for dinner. Yes. That's Love one it. thing. Yeah. Do you have something else? What's another thing? Oh, I'm a big proponent of people educating themselves on racism. Okay. Yeah. So where's the best place to do that? Oh, Google. <laughs> well, you can kind of find whatever you want on Google, you can. right? Um, there are authors that you can read and I should have come prepared for that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Do you have any recommendations off the top of your head? Um, yeah, Austin, I was right. Austin Channing Brown. Okay. Um, she's an author. Latasha Morrison. Okay. Ibram um, X. Kendi. Um, those are three authors I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So educate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Educate yourself because it shows that you actually value. You, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you're not always asking the person of color, what about this? What about that? What about yeah. this? What about that? Uh, because it could has potential to have that person relive trauma mm. um, in terms of uh, discrimination that they have. Has that happened in our conversation since I asked you to be on the show? No. Would you tell me if it did? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, I only ask questions. I want answers to. <laughs> no, we talk I, about that too, right? Like, yes. don't ask me how I'm doing unless you're we got a good hour. <laughs> so that's good. Okay, uh, ask someone over for dinner. Educate yourself. Do you have a third thing? Oh. I did when I wrote a Facebook page. Oh, but really quickly, <laughs> let me put a plug in um, for Be the Bridge. Um, so Be the Bridge, if anybody's un- unfamiliar with it, is an organization that was started by Latasha Morrison, correct? Correct. And um, so you had mentioned to me that you're teaching a Be the Bridge class, but uh, for church leaders, I think? Um, yeah. Well, okay. I said teaching. Maybe facilitating. That's okay. Work. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Facilitating. Um, yeah. For church leaders, one of the groups, another group, uh, it's four of us, uh, two of them are facilitating one group and myself uh-huh. and husband, husband uh-huh. are facilitating, yeah, another group, but they're both be the bridge groups. Okay. And so here's something from a white person's perspective. I joined the be the bridge 
community on Facebook. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I did that. It's been several months now. So basically, you have to go through like a period of silence, right? Yes. Yes. Where you, which is really cool. So you you join this group and you don't get to dive in and start talking and responding. In fact, the moderators are so great. If people say something, comment too early, they're like, "Hey, we're," and they're so sweet. Hey, we're so glad you he- you're here. Just wanted to remind you, you're still in your you know period of silence or however they say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing that I love: just going to your second recommendation of educating yourself. So. As you are in that waiting space, the Be The Bridge Facebook community has um, a tab on their page called Units, and they're educational units. So there are blog articles, there's videos, there's um, different like worksheets, things like that to work through that that is a really excellent and comprehensive resource for educating yourself, especially if you're not into book reading, if you want something that's in uh, smaller bites Mm -hmm. um, to chew on. So uh, yeah, just to put a plug in for that. Yeah. Okay. Now you've told us two things we can do. What are two things you want in their, in their relationship lives, in their personal lives? What are two things that you want believers to stop doing or saying? Oh, yes. Here's one. I'm colorblind. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Are you really? (laughs) Okay, but tell us why. Tell us why it's important for people to stop saying that. Yeah, I. someone says, I don't see color. I'm mm. colorblind. What you're saying is that you don't see me. Yeah, because that is part of who I am. And I'm very proud yes. of who I am. Yes. So yeah. I want you to see me, all yeah. of me. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and not dismiss. And not dismiss. Who yeah, you are. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. And who God created you to be. Yes. You are not an accident. Correct. He designed you <laughs> to look the way you look and to yes. be the person you are. And so you're, that's beautiful. So for us to say, I don't see color is an insult yes. also to God's Absolutely. creation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. Okay. Give us one more. <laughs> I know. It's okay if you don't have one more. I don't think I have. I'm sure there's so many because once I get off the call with you, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have said this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Here's one. It's racism is not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. Mm, oh, okay. Go for it. Tell us about that. It's both. Uh that's the whole point of racism because you're you're looking down on someone because they have a different skin color that's right than you and i'm i'm gonna take it even a a step further okay um racism is having the majority looking down on the minority yeah because of the skin color Mm mm-hmm um, a lot of people, I'm going to sneak a third one in there, say there's reverse racism. There mm. is no reverse racism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because minorities are don't ha- are not in power. Right. So in order for you to be racist, you have to be in power. Now, everybody has prejudices. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I'm not saying that. We all have prejudices. Yes. And yeah, between different, you know, cultures, skin colors, whatever. Yes. But racism is dealing with the skin color. So, yes, it is. And it's dealing with a power differential. And a power. Yes. Okay. Yes. And a power differential. So 
Um, yes, it is a sin issue, mm-hmm. but yes, it is also it is also a skin issue as well. Right. Right. Okay. So it's a essentially it goes back to the first one you said. Just because I'm because I am a believer, I have a responsibility to not be colorblind. Yes. Okay. That's good. All right. Now you've already spilled a lot on us. Is there anything that you wanted to share that I have not asked you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I already mentioned about us all. If we see each other as Jesus sees us, we are all image bearers of God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people say, but I, I treat you well. Um, I, I treat you with compassion, don't I? And it's not that, um, people don't, but I'd like everyone to kind of take it a step further, Go go deeper than that, you know, um, find out what people care about, Mm -hmm. you know? It's not just, well, I was nice to you or I didn't say anything um, bad to you or bad about Mm -hmm. you. And those are all good things. But do you really know what my heart cares about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily have to care about the same issues. But, yeah, I, I want you to, like, dig deeper, dig deeper into relationships, not with the superficial stuff. Right. And so it's right. And uh, so it's about being intentional, being intentional in your relationship, doing what you're supposed to do in a relationship, which is to get to know it's just, which requires a spending time with, which is not a superficial thing, right? Right. It's a spending time with, it's a digging deep, it's a being open, it's having conversations by the campfire. (laughs) Um, I loved our conversation by the campfire. It was great. I I just want to say thanks for being like such a private person and deciding to come on the show. Like that means a lot to me. Um, And it's always my desire, Melissa, to bring uh, issues to the forefront that people, that real people are facing and having, hearing you talk about that validates and does the exact opposite of dismissing what somebody listening that is experiencing that and can relate to that. That's what I want. I want them to go, oh my gosh, thank God. I'm not alone. It's okay for me to feel this way. I, you know, and now here's some practical things I can do. So um, thanks for helping us to, to pour some light onto that and for giving some pe- giving people some practical things that they can do to be the bridge, to be the light, to be Jesus. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> Before we close out, I always ask every guest uh, to share if you could leave the people listening with one truth that you want them to remember, if they remember nothing else from the course of this conversation, which they certainly will. But if they don't, <laughs> if they don't what's, what's that one thing that you want them to remember when this episode ends today? Walk in Jesus's love, mm. not in human love but in Jesus's love. Hmm. I got to know Jesus first. I guess I'm speaking to the church on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right, Uh, Yeah. You got to know Jesus first, (laughs) not just talk about him, not just read about him, but know him. 
What an invigorating conversation today with Melissa. I am so grateful to her for coming on the show and just sharing her heart. I do pray that you have been inspired individually in your heart to think differently, to feel differently, to react, to respond differently, to do it in a way that's not better or worse than before, but in a way that's more effective, more beneficial, that allows us to look at one another and to say, hey, I want to do life with you. I want to get to know you. I want to dig deep, as Melissa says. And listen, there are plenty of opportunities for you to get involved at the local, state, national levels, whatever it is. But here's my challenge to you. Get involved right where you are, right in your own home, because my friends, that's where change starts. Be the change you want to see. I didn't say it. Gandhi did. And if you want to know information about Be the Bridge, which has some tremendous educational resources, just on the differences on how we think differently and even consider the validity of racism, do check out Be the Bridge. Check out their Facebook group. They've got a lot of materials available to you. Do some reading, educate yourself, invite a person of color over for dinner, get to know, lean in, do life together. My friends, that's all we've got for you today. I know you've been inspired. Please share this episode with a friend who needs to hear it, who also needs to be inspired to lean in and just do life together with maybe their next door neighbor or maybe with you. All right, my friends, we'll see you right back here on Wednesday for another special October rebroadcast Wednesday where I'm sharing highlights from seasons one and two. As always, remember to speak truth over the lies so that you can thrive in any and every circumstance.